Hey, I'm Johanna Wagstaff. And hi there, I'm Rohit Joseph. And we're asking for 10 minutes of your day to go through the 10 things that the UN recommends we can all do when it comes to climate change. Please don't leave. No. And also the things (laughs) aren't new. We are just wired to not do them. We promise you to help you figure out your brains and you and your people can make better choices to combat climate change. 10 Minutes to Save the Planet is available now on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, I'm Tom Power. Welcome to Q. Uh, doing this job, you know, um, living in the world of like pop culture and, and art, I'm very grateful for it. And one of the things that happens to me a lot is people come up to me uh, at bars or in coffee shops, I'll be honest, mainly bars, and they'll say, Tom, you know, uh, you, you know, you're doing that show. What should I be watching? What do you recommend? I get relatives text me about that kind of stuff. And I'll say, I'll always try to give the same answer. It's The Bear. It's an amazing half-hour comedy drama about a restaurant in Chicago and the folks who run it. And it gets a lot of attention for its authentic take on what it's like to really work in the restaurant industry. I've watched it with people who've worked in the restaurant industry, and they almost have to turn away because it's so real. That reality, that authenticity is largely in part to Canada's own celebrity chef, Maddie Matheson. Maddie from Fort Erie, Ontario, worked on the show behind and in front of the camera. He's helped it win the top prizes at every major award show this year. And if you were watching the Emmys on Monday night, you would have seen Maddie excitedly jump to the stage in front of a room of Hollywood muckety-mucks. I just love restaurants so much. The good, the bad, it's rough. We're all broken inside, and every single day we got to show up and cook and make people feel good by eating something and sitting at a table. And it's really beautiful. And all of us here get to make a show together. And we get to make people feel good or filled with anxiety or triggered, seems. But uh, this is really amazing. Maddie Matheson uh, got a lot of press requests after that speech. And we're so glad he decided to sit down and talk to us. He joined us from Nashville. He flew there the morning after the big win. Congratulations, man. Oh, thank you so much. How are you you holding up with all this stuff? Well, you know, uh, I'm holding it up. I think it, it is one of those, I don't know. I, I think it's like, I'm happy. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm like filled with gratitude, but I'm like, I literally was just like the next morning, just like woke up and had to like pack and get on a plane and come back to Nashville. Nashville's covered in snow and they don't know how to do snow removal, it seems. So the whole city's kind of shut down. So it's been, uh, you know, it's uh, exciting. Yeah. Do you have an Emmy? Do you have one? Uh, no, they only gave like, uh, mine's getting shipped. We're getting it shipped. It's in the mail. It's in the mail. Canada, Canada Post, send your Emmy yeah. up. Uh, <laughs> did you know you were going to be accepting the award at the Emmy? Yeah, they told, well, yeah, they told me a couple days. So like Liza accepted, um, the Critics' Choice Award. Lionel accepted the, the Golden Globe. And then uh, Josh and Cooper, two of our producers, um, they called me and uh, I was in like a hot tub at that time. I was just in my friend's hot tub and uh, and they were like, do you you're going to do the speech? And I was just like, you and Eben are going to going to shotgun this thing and do this thing, you and Eben. And uh, and I was like, OK. And I'm like, do you guys want like a speech? Like, what do you want? And they're like, whatever you want to do. And I was like, I'm kind of a passion guy. So I'm going to go up there. I don't know what I'm going to say. I probably won't thank anyone I need to thank, like no executives from like Disney or FX. And then, 
you know, Eben kind of came up and told me he was just like, FX, and I was like, yeah, FX is tight. You know, I threw that one out there. So, you know, got to thank some people. So no speech prepared, no little note card in the, in the jacket. No, no, no. Just passion, just love, love and, and anxiety and, and happiness and fear. And, you know, we were, we were riddled with, it was a rainbow of emotions. I turned on the TV right when you won. And there's you walking up on stage just after winning. And then Eben, uh, Moss Backrack, uh, who's on the show, kisses yeah. you on stage. He kisses me. He kissed me for a long time, and it was really nice. And then uh, I think it could have kept going. Uh, it could have kind of kept going, I feel. He was really into it. And I, I loved it, and it was really beautiful. And uh, didn't really expect that. And um, oh, so Also unplanned, that the kissing was unplanned? You know, I would say it was pretty unplanned, <laughs> but uh, it was just like we were supposed like the thing is, is like we were up there and it was supposed to be like me and him kind of he was going to be like naming the names and doing the things. And then I was going to kind of at the end, it was, I feel it was supposed he started saying stuff. And then I started just being in the background, being like a hype man, like, yeah, yeah. And it was kind of I thought that was going to be kind of what it was. But then they were like, no, like, go like you just go. And then. I just started, I just kind of, you know, I, I gripped it and ripped it, you know? Um, the, so the Critics' Choice Award, the Bear won the Critics' Choice Award for Best Comedy Series, the Golden Globe for Best Television Series, Musical or Comedy, and now the Emmy all in the last couple of weeks. Had you ever been to an award show before? Last year, we did, like last year we did, I didn't do the Emmys, but last year we did like SAG, we did the SAG Awards, I did the Crit Critics' Choice Awards, and we did Golden Globes last year. But, like, but then we didn't only Jer I feel like only Jeremy won last year. Right. And then and then this year, it's it's weird because Emmys, all those Emmy wins are for, that's for season one. Because it got postponed. Be yeah, because it's just like our show came out in whatever in June. And the, the cutoff date, I guess, is like end of May. So like everything, we're at the next year. So like next year, Emmys will be season two. Tell me a little bit about how you um, tell me a little bit about how this all happened because you started as a consultant and then a producer, and then someone says, yeah, "Hey, like you should Chris, act in this too." I've known I've known it, it all starts with like Courtney Store, Chris's sister. So I've known Coco is like an amazing chef. You know, she 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 was a chef at Animal. Then she opened John and Vinny's, and then she ran John and Vinny's for a long time, and now she's got Coco to go go. And then she always was just like, my brother Chris makes like TV stuff and he like wants to work with you. He wants to do something. And I was just like, you know, years and years ago. And I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm kind of doing my thing over here. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, meet LA meetings and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, years later, Chris like called me and was just like, hey, I got this thing. And like, we want you to consult. Do you think you could consult? And I was just like, what does that mean? And he was just like, I want you to like work with the actors. I want you to work with the, you know, with the art department. I want you to work with set. I want you to work with props. I want you to work with like costume. I want you to work and like, like dial us in, like take our scripts, whatever. Like if something sounds stupid, make it not sound stupid. If we want to do this, do that. And like, and I was just like, okay. And then they were like, we want you to be in the show. And I was just like, what do you mean? And I was just like, I don't want to act. And I was just like, acting scares the crap out of me. And, um, yeah. And then I was like, I don't want to play a chef. And they were like, well, we don't want you to play a chef either. We want you to play the handyman. 
And I was just like, okay, that's perfect. Cause I'm like, I don't know how to fix anything. Like, like, you know, like if a door latch is broken, I'm like, I just get a new door <laughs> or like, even like the light bulbs in our house, like Trish, Trish fixes all the light. Trish is like, she's got her handy set and she's got like the little work belt and she goes around and tinkers all day and fixes stuff where I'm like, I don't know how to do anything, you know? So I was just like, that sounds interesting, you know? And, um, and then we went and we made the pilot and then after the pilot was done, uh, they were like, we would like you to be a producer on the show. And I was like, okay. And then we did season one. And then they're like, we want you to be like, you're like an EP. Like you're, you're ingrained in all of this. And I was like, okay. Cause I'm there every day. Like I'm like working with everybody. And now like Coco is our culinary producer. Mm -hmm. So Coco is like the main, like she is the culinary producer. Mm -hmm. You know, she's the one that's working every day on just the culinary where I'm like overarching on a lot of different things. And then um, and we work heavily, you know, together constantly. And um, yeah. And now we're just, yeah, we're there, you know, we're just, yeah, I was back to the consultant part. So like I've watched the show with people who have told me who like friends of mine who work in restaurants or like a lot of friends who used to work in restaurants and like they'll watch it. But I'll watch them sometimes putting their hands over their eyes because they'll say like it feels too real. It reminds them of like the stress they felt when they were, you know, when right. they were working in kitchens. When you were coming in as like a consultant, when you were coming in from like working in kitchens, give me an example of like one thing that the show needed to get right when it showed to like what it's like to actually work in a kitchen. Um, like there was just like little things, like, um, like when I got like, you know, set, like they filled the walk-in with food and I was like, they wouldn't have a full walk-in. If you have a full walk-in, that means your business is doing well. You know, they would have like nothing. They would have like just enough butter for the day. They would have just enough oil for the week. They would have oh, like barely enough beef. They would have like no vegetables. I was like, there's no vegetables on the menu. So why would there be vegetables in the walk-in? They wouldn't have piles and piles of napkins. They would have only enough. They would be going to like a restaurant depot to just be getting a little bit of napkins every week because they don't have cash flow. It's a dying business. It's not doing well. So we have to get, they wouldn't have all these, they would have like three pots and pans, you know, and they would all be fighting over the pots and pans. And I'm like, there's just all these like little small nuances that like, even in the script don't come through, but it's just like, when we were there, I was just like, they don't have five wooden spoons. They got one, maybe, you know? And it's just like, all of those like little things was like, I don't know. It was just like a lot of those like fine tuning things. And then, and then like when we would be rehearsing the scripts, I'm like, it was, it was like, we were like choreographing or whatever, you know, yeah. choreographing. Yeah. That's, that's the word. Hold on. Let me look and, it up. Yeah. No, it's choreographing. Yeah. Choreographing. <laughs> yeah. And, that's it. and so like, we would be working on the way that like Jeremy would be go, he would be able to move through the kitchen way better than all of them where they're spinning in circle. He's just like kind of a shark on his way, moving around. They're a bunch of fish doing their thing. And he's always very, he knows how to move with like urgency. He knows how to move with purpose. He knows how to move with like intent. So like the way that they move, the way that they pivot, the right. way that they hold their hands, they don't put their hands in their pockets, you know, like all of these like little things, the way that they taste and move. And like, we would just work on that be like, you wouldn't turn like that, Jeremy, you need to turn like this yeah. and the way that you walk, you need to walk like this. And so, so who's helping you? Like you're doing this for consult, you're, you're consulting them on like how to work in a kitchen and how to like be natural in a kitchen. 
you never acted before, and all of a sudden you're acting with like some of like Jeremy Allen White, like already by Shameless, one of the. I mean, and also your co-stars are winning all the acting categories at all these awards. <laughs> yeah. Who's helping you with the acting part of it? Well, I'd like to shout out Ricky Staffieri. So Ricky plays my in season two. Ricky plays my brother Ted. So Ricky is uh, an incredible actor. And he like went to school for it and like has done plays and has done all these things. And he spends a lot of time with me running lines. And also Jeremy and Io and Eben and Lionel and Liza all like Liza's a veteran. Like Liza is like an absolute weapon. She is so incredible at acting and has been, has done so many plays in New York, Broadway, especially she just did a Broadway one. And, and like, like just, and they would be like, they'd be sweet. Jeremy, we would have a scene coming up. He's like, Hey Maddie, let's go, uh, let's go run some lines. And so then they would give me that reciprocal. They, they would be like, like, they'd be like, do you know what you're doing? Do you know what we're saying next? Like, cause on the first season, I don't know, like you can see me not doing it. You know, like you can like, like even like when I'm standing in front of that thing with Jeremy and I'm talking about the arcade, like I'm talking about whatever, you know, ball breaker. I'm just saying the lines. I'm trying to get it out. Buck's not going to get him anywhere, Bear. It's just too difficult. Yeah, fact. That's the point. It's already ultra confusing. Yeah, homie. It's a Norwegian knockoff of Mortal Kombat. Part of the reason why this machine got recalled in the first place, aside from the excessive and irresponsible violences, it's just too difficult. It's a fighter and a controller. And I think it's just like about being comfortable and them giving me that. I don't know. It's like all those things. It's just like they worked with me a lot. And like still to this day, like we're like... Eben will be like, we got a big scene. Like me, you, and Lionel are gonna come over, and we'll we'll get some food, and we'll just like run lines. And and like we all live in like a uh, like a condo building, and we all live on one floor, so it's like literally like a dorm. And so like we're just like, hey, like come over, like I'll make some food, or we'll get some food, and and we just like run lines. And so like everyone is like super friendly, super giving, yeah. and um, really care for each other. Like everybody wants to win. But, but but Maddie, I mean, look, I mean, so you, you're there reading lines in front of like the in the in the video game, the arcade game, in the first. And you say you're just trying to get it out, and they're trying to help you. You never acted before. You never really did anything like that before. And in a few weeks, you're up for the I got to hear acting award in the Screen Actors Guild Best Ensemble in a Comedy Series category. So act acting award. Like when you were yeah. when you were working in kitchens in in Toronto, like. Was, would you have ever have thought you'd be up for an acting award and like a big Hollywood award show? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. I didn't think that I still don't even think of myself as an actor. I don't think of myself um in that respect at all. Like it is like even like when they're like they're like they're like Maddie, that's your like you're part of the ensemble. Cause I always think of my my brain is like producer brain. Like, honestly, like I, I think of the show in a very different way of like, like, I'm like, like I'm reading the scripts. I'm working with Chris. I'm working with Joanna. I'm working with the writer's room. I'm I'm like, my, my brain is always just like, I see fact is like this other thing where I'm like, that's kind of like my side gig on the show, you know? So it's just like, it, it really is amazing. And I think it just speaks to like, you know, the people around me and it, it, it's, you know, it's a trip to say the least. Like, I don't know. Like it is one of those things. This is like standing on the shoulders of absolute giants, you know? I'm Tom Power. You're listening to Q. Coming up, more of my conversation with Maddie Matheson. 
Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm DeLon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I just I just know from talking to you over the years just how passionate you are and how much love you have for people who work in restaurants. And when I saw you give that speech and you shouted out people who work in the restaurant industry, it was so beautiful. You did say, uh, what did you say? Um, we're all broken inside. Yeah, I think it's like we're, we we work in a hospitality industry. We want we want to take care of people. We want people to feel good while the time that they spend with us. We want them to walk into a restaurant and feel like loved or feel like they can relax out of their worlds. But it's just like, and that makes us feel really good, I think. It makes me feel really good when I see people happy and enjoying an experience at one of our, our restaurants. And I think, you know, the restaurant industry has been going in a direction that I think is really great. And we're becoming very mindful of mental health and, and, and helping each other give like, where's our, where's our kind of end of it. Like we're all here trying to take care of other people in a culinary sense, in a hospitality sense. And then what are we doing to ourselves? Are we, we're, we're, we're not sleeping, we're drinking, we're do, you know, we're doing things to cope with life because it's just like, we don't have a lot of time because, you know, especially like we're working, we work long hours. I don't care what anybody says, chefs that are in the kitchen, they're working long hours and, and it is really tough. And it's, it's like, you know, I've only worked in restaurants up until a couple of years ago. And I only know what it's like to do that. And I think being self-aware of how you handle situations and how you problem solve and how you take care of staff and how you work together as a team to take care of each other is a new kind of thing. And I think it's a beautiful thing that's happening. And I think it's real. And I think it, it's it's really powerful that I'm like, hospitality needs to start with the team. And then within that, we can, it's like one of those things like, how how can you, how can you truly love somebody without loving yourself? You know? And I think like that is a thing that really speaks to me. And I know that I used to not love myself. That's why I used to do the things I used to do. And and it and it's taken me, you know, now over 10 years uh, of not not loving myself. And now I know that I do love myself and I know that I do love the people around me truly. And I do love our industry, good and bad. I think it's OK to make mistakes. Do you make them again and again and again? Then maybe you got some to work on. Yeah. But I think it's it's OK to like fall. Failure is incredible. Learning what not to do is incredible. I've learned what not to do for a long, long time. And it takes a long time to fix it and to, to work on it and to make it powerful and, and, and holster it and use it. And I think it's like, I don't know, it's the same thing. It's like re restaurant and like we're all there trying, like we're trying to make things. And same with television. Everyone's trying to make stuff that make people feel something. And I think like that is a thing that I really connect with. And it's something that I really believe in. And I think it's like, 
you know, movies and TV, it's like, oh, you guys have like 150 people on set making one thing happen every single day. I was like, that's cool. I was like, it's the opposite for us. We have three or four people, five people, six people sometimes making like 70, 80 people every night feel good. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's the thing that we really, I really realize. I'm like, just the infrastructure and the amount of money that goes into television and then the the lack of money that goes into restaurants and people want to feel, you know, people, people really want a lot, like, you know, people are like, it's expensive. Why is a salad 20 bucks? Well, somebody grew it. It took 60 days to grow that head of lettuce. And then we have to take it and we have to wash it. And then we have to put it into the fridge. And then we have to take it out of the fridge. Then we have to make a beautiful salad dressing. And all of a sudden that salad to get to a place that goes onto a plate has taken 16 hours of, of work to get there. I don't know. That seems pretty cool, yeah. but that doesn't matter. It's just people's ideas of things are a salad should be 10 bucks. Yeah. I don't know. You know, like it is one of those things where, I, I think people need to realize the amount of work that goes into restaurants and and how much people are really trying to work at trying to take care of them, you know, but then they have to feel that. Yeah. So like, how do you do, you know, like it is, you're kind of in a, a little bit of a cage sometimes, you know? Well, no, that makes more sense to me now. Like why, when you're on stage at the Emmys and you have all these millions of people watching you on TV, you take a moment to go, Hey, I want to shout out the people who are actually doing this work. I want to shout out the people who are, you know, the real people behind the show. I just, I truly love restaurants. If I, like restaurants are incredible. It, there's nothing cooler in the world to me than like walking into a new restaurant or walking into an old restaurant and looking at it and feeling, feeling like, oh, this is amazing. This is beautiful. This is like, you know, like it's still to me, like there's nothing, that's, that's, that's my Super Bowl. You know, I don't love sports. I don't love, like, I'm like, Music and restaurants, like those are the things that I love. And it's just like walking into a restaurant, it's like me going to a sports game. Like, I'm like, ooh, I love this. Or like, you know, like that's the thing. It's just like, I want that feeling. I want people to feel that excitement. I want them to smell it and feel it and taste it. And it's just like restaurants to me are like still number one, always will be. Like, un unfortunately, <laughs> you know, because it's just like there isn't a lot of like, it's it it's so tough. It's such a double-edged sword. It's like we're in this industry and I know that everyone feels it. It's just like we love we're gluttons for punishment. Yeah. It is a very very tough even if you're perfect. Even if you're perfect, it's still your fridge can break and you don't have the money to fix it. You can be the number one restaurant in the world and make no money. It's it's like you know I don't know. It's wild. But I think that's why the bear like shows us that. It shows us the realities of what it's like, even when you're working at these places, even when these places are charging, you know, all, all this money, or even when they're really hard to get into, the toll it takes on the people behind the scenes. And I think that's the reason the show's doing so well. Um, I'm so happy for you, man. Like, congratulations. I'm so happy. Thank you. It was so cool to see you. And a very exciting here in Canada to see you on stage, um, accepting that Emmy. I love Canada. You know, like it's like it's one of those things. I'm so proud that I'm able to have me out there. I don't think I'm like I'm the voice of Canada. I don't think I'm like this thing that represents Canada. But like I happen to be Canadian and I, and I love being, you know, I love living in Canada mm -hmm. and I Canada is the best country in the world. You know, it is like it, I, I've been around a lot of places and it's just like I'm so proud to be from here and I'm so proud to be a part of it. And like, I don't know. It's cool that people recognize it. and. uh you know, I don't know. I do. I, I just I'm so proud to be Canadian, actually. I Congratulations, man. Thanks for thanks for doing this. Hey, thank you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs>
Maddie Matheson is a Golden Globe Critics' Choice and Emmy winner for his role as executive producer of The Bear, producer of The Bear, consultor, consultant, consultor of The Bear, um, and one of the stars of The Bear. Season three starts shooting in the spring. Uh, that's it for us. The other episode we have, did up, we have up today is my conversation with one of the world's greatest living poets, Nikki Giovanni. If poetry is not your thing, if you've never heard of Nikki Giovanni, Still go check that out because of the eight years I've been doing this show, I've never spoken to anyone like her before. Go check that out. We'll see you soon. Later on. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.